It's Kitchen Table Spirituality, a Wednesday night devotional. I'm Jonathan Malone. I'm the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island. And I'm Charlie Eastman. I'm the pastor of Franklin Federated Church. And we're grateful you're listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. And thank you, Charlie. Last week, you stepped all over my lines. And this week, you gave a nice full pause. I'm feeling more contemplative as we deepen into Lent. You, you seem contemplative. I really like the, um, the, the robe that you're wearing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yes. and, and the birds on your shoulders are really nice. I just hope they don't make a lot of noise during the, this recording, because that's really a pain to edit. They probably won't. Can you see the beard of bees I have now? No, oh, the, that, the yeah. The screen stops that. For I, I thought that was just your regular hair, full facial hair. But this time. Yeah, well, Francis was known for a beard of bees. Most of the statues, they've removed them, but... Um, that's right. People that were uncomfortable with... Oh, my, my poor folks listening to this are going to be like, what... We're already off. We've already jumped the shark in two minutes in. Well, <laughs> did we jump? You know, it I, or... <laughs> I. But I believe we can get it back. Yes, I believe we can get back on track. I have hope. That's you did it again. We can make it back. You're so good. All right, before we get to that, let's just share a little bit of church news. Do you want to share um, church news for Franklin? Yeah, uh, actually, let's let's back up and talk about Palm Sunday. I was so impressed with. Other people's Palm Sunday rituals, other people's palms were more fascinating than my own procedure, but our folks talked it out and came up with a phenomenal, a slam dunk, and I think all the palms are gone. Nice. They put the palms outside in a bucket right next to our little free lending library at oh, the front of the church. Very nice. Which is great because people have associated that spot with the church for a long time mm-hmm. and with that sense of, here's where I go to pick something up from Franklin Federated Church, whether they... I think I think people make that connection. Yeah. So. So having the palms in that spot was the right place. They put them in a bucket. They attached Bible verses mm, to each nice. palm. Oh, and wow. folks were able to take them. And I even got a, I got a text from a friend in town who doesn't go to church who said, thank you so much to your church for the palms. I picked one up and brought it to my mom, who's really going to appreciate it. So that, that was our Palm Sunday ritual. And I brought my daughter, Ameline, to the live stream, and she mm. sang a song called Oceans Where Feet May Fail. It's a contemporary mm. Christian song that's really pretty and doesn't have abhorrent theology. I really like it, and she did a great job with it. Oh, nice. So now this this Sunday, Holy Week is relatively quiet for us, but mm-hmm. Sunday worship, we're going to have um, an, another live stream. I'm going to upload a sermon, as I've done in the past, mm-hmm. but we are also uh, going to have our organist, Julie, will be in the church with me playing hymns, and we're going to make sure people have copies of the hymns at home. We didn't send the hymn books home, but we've we've made other provisions. So we've got we're gonna have great worship on Easter. Well, excellent. We're gonna have we're gonna have something on Easter yeah. that will be different and and hopefully I, inspiring. I, I think you can say with some assurance that it will be better than mediocre worship on Sunday. That's right. It'll be above I, above average. I hope. Yeah. I hope it will be. We had a, we also we had a very nice Palm Sunday service. I did a little song and dance at the very beginning of the worship service, um, folks. If you haven't seen that, go to our Facebook page and and just watch that bit. Um, it will make you laugh, I promise. Oh, great. Yeah. I can't wait to watch. I'm yeah. sorry I haven't seen it no, already. No, no, that's like all right. You've got a lot on your plate. And, but then I'm after... the horrible friend you always say I am. No, no. Um, but, but Sunday afternoon, I went, I went for a nice little drive, and I found this church that had a whole bunch of palms just in front of it, and I just took all of them. Oh, it was, it was genius. <laughs> it was, it was, so that'll be for next <laughs> Wednesday's ashes. That's what I figure this way. <laughs> <laughs> See, it all comes... 
full yeah, circle. Full circle. Uh, but for East Greenwich folks, remember, this is for Wednesday night. So hopefully um, you stop baking for a little bit because um, I know you're Please, getting your home. Easter dinner all ready. Mm-hmm. So take a break, sit down, have, a, have some tea, continue to listen. Uh, Thursday night at 7 uh, p.m., I will be live streaming a Monday Thursday service along with the Passion Story. Uh, Friday from our, our Russian Pentecostal friends, we are hoping to have a recording of a reading. Uh, Saturday, we're just going to relax. Um, also on Friday, I forgot to say, uh, we are looking for folks to loan to the church potted plants so we can have a nice decoration in the front. So if you'd like to drop those off on Friday between 11 and 12, and we are continuing to collect um, items for the food pantries. They are all hurting. So please drop off food pantry items that day. And then Sunday at 6 a.m., I'll be live streaming a sunrise service from the beach and then our regular service at 9.30. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. Charlie. Nice work. Yeah. And, but then and Monday, don't look for me. What I, beach? Uh, Sandy Point Beach, just down the street from Goddard Park in Rhode Island. Yep. It's an easy bike ride for me. So I know I, where it is. Oh, I'm creeped That's out. Right. But You can bike to that. I grew up in Mystic. That's right. I know Rhode Island like the back of my hand. That's right. You and the beluga whales. That's right. Yep. That's how we roll in Mystic. Mystic. Yeah, Mystic. Whales in captivity since 19... Well, since they were no longer allowed to hunt them anymore. That's right. We had to do something with them. Yeah, right. Teach them tricks. Teach them tricks. So... It's good to have these all these things happening with the church. It's good that both our churches are still active. Uh, they are. Yep, a lot going on. A lot going on. And and uh, I know that this is coming out midweek, and part of my proclivity during Holy Week is to not jump to the resurrection too fast. Was that for Sorry, the? Sorry, that was the big word, Bell. Yeah, it was for proclivity. <laughs> for. Per- Proclivity. Proclivity. Yes. Proclivity. Yes, absolutely. Um, we're not going to define it this time. No. Um, I, I don't like to jump to the resurrection. I like with, the, with Holy Week to really work through the whole passion story and, and Good Friday to be a day that feels bereft of hope. Mm. But today we're going to talk about hope. We are. And I think considering where, what's going on in the world, um, in our country, in our lives, we need a little more hope than normal. So I'm willing to give myself dispensation during the Holy Week rhythms and to think about the hope we're anticipating. That's right. And people need it right now anyway. I mean, anybody that's watching the news cycle, at the moment that we're recording this, um, somebody has has called the week ahead our Pearl Harbor moment, hmm. um, by which they mean, I think, maximum damage, yeah. maximum carnage approaching at us. And those are the times, um, what's the cliche? There's no atheists in the foxholes. Right. Um, certainly people will be reaching out to God continually over the next week. But But it's also helpful to remind ourselves why we reach out. So hmm. this is timely, I think. Why do you think it is that we reach out to each other? Hmm. I think part of what's happening for me is I'm comforted by the the normalcy of the little things, by hmm. the by the small human connections that we've all forfeited right now, or most of us as thinking individuals have forfeited. Right. Um, you you alluded in a previous conversation we had to pastors that are still gathering churches, um, and I, I think they're misguidedly saying they do that out of a sense of hope, of protection. Mm. Um, 
I would say that is the opposite of hope. That's that's just ego. Um, and you should not go to those services, yeah. anyone that's listening to this. Um, but I think, I think we, I am comforted by the steady things in my life when the parts of my life that I can't control are going off the rails. And so picking up the phone and being able to talk to my parishioners, mm. people that are just, just talking about the ordinary, the day-to-day, the nothing special has been very inspiring to me because it reminds me that we all share a baseline that we have a root that we have in common just by our shared existence and experiences, mm-hmm. and that that is something we can rely on when we're in pain or on when we're fearful of what's coming. I like that um, you, you really offered us a nice dichotomy of a large, um, bombastic kind of hope, mm. and then the hope in the small things, a hope in the little... Yeah, they're hopeful. I shouldn't say that. I said it's just yeah. ego, it's not hope, well, but they're hopeful I think, in their way. But it, it is an egotistical hope. Yeah. Uh, I, that idea that says God will protect us if we are faithful, and God will protect us in the way we want God to protect that's us. A, that's right. It's it's a hope that demands, a hope that constricts, um, a hope that says, you know, it, it's going to be this way or no way. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, I have a great I have a great yeah. story for this. Is it, if it's a, under um, twenty minutes, go ahead. In spite of the fact that I'm a minister, this story is under 20 minutes. Wow. Um, I, right. It's actually a story that was shared to me by another <laughs> minister, my my good friend and mentor, Ken Carpenter, who attended a particular seminary. And when he was there uh, learning about the seminary, it was like a, a welcome to the seminary weekend that he and his wife went to. And while they were there, there was somebody who was getting out of their car. And when this individual exited the car, they just slammed the door and walked away from it. And Ken said, hey, hey, buddy, you forgot to lock your car. And he said, oh, no, I don't need to lock my car, man. I've got Holy Ghost protecting my car and my valuables at all times. Wow. God knows what I'm about. And <laughs> that, that was Ken's response. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if he wound up attending that particular institution or not, and that's why I'm not naming it. But, right. uh, yeah, that's that's it's always a moment when you... When you run into those people who, you know, they talk to God all the time, right? And God always tells them exactly what they want to hear. And when your hope is built on that, you're, you're on uh, you're on straw, you're on straw on sand. Yeah, that's and you know, and I think there there can be a blessing found in having Easter at this time. Hmm. That you know, I'm used to Easter's the big service, right? Where you probably ring two handbells and not just one. Sometimes. Sometimes, right, for Easter only. But, you know, we you go big with the music, big with the preaching, big with everything. Yeah. And moving... If you have brass, you get the brass player in. Oh, brass, yes. Yeah. Sorry. I um, thought I misheard you for a second. <laughs> um, so, and, and the danger is we do get to this place where we get, we, we start to embrace, I like this, egotistical hope where we say, God is going to be with us because Christ rose, and so everything's going to be okay. Right. It's going to look the way that I need it to right. look most at this moment. Which completely negle- uh, neglects the cross, Yeah. which says everything's not going to be okay, yeah. but it's never lost. There it is. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how I see it. Yeah, it's, it's not... It's all... Uh, <laughs> I want to quote this right. Right. Of a, a friend who's a comic artist who who wrote a book called it it will it's it will all hurt 
or it's all going to hurt is the name of the collection. Oh, nice. But it's, it's that idea that, that, or the first pillar of, of Buddhism, life is suffering. So mm. every, everything hurts. It's all painful. The human condition is, oh, is through, throughout its history has been challenging and hard and hurts right. really sometimes. But, but that is where hope transcends. It's going to be okay. It's going yeah. to be all right. That can be difficult. Um, that can be a difficult brand of hope for people to embrace, though, at the time when people are wrestling so viscerally with their mortality. Yeah. And a lot of people are. I've, I've heard from a number of people who are really starting to struggle with that idea of this, is this, the, is, is this it? Is this my right. year? Right. Especially when, for, for now, for the last 20 years, our, our expectation of, of, our, of our life has gotten longer and longer. So yeah. 75 is still young. And right. now 75 is at risk. That's right. To go yeah. through that mental shift again, you, I can understand being at this place like, I don't know if I can hold to any sense of hope mm-hmm. if, if the risk is now this high. I, yeah. that, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, and so then where do we still find, what, what kind of hope can we offer? I, I want to now, I, I'd like to shift to your, the, the second side of your dichotomy. Charlie, you are brilliant. <laughs> I love it when you say that, yeah. earned or not. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I'm, I can't wait to hear what the second side of my well, dichotomy was. And that's, it made me think of Teresa of the Little Way. I can't remember her, the full title okay. for her, but she's one of the saints known as the spirituality of the Little Way. And it's a, and it is the hope. Is that Teresa of Avila? No, it's not. Um, no, it's, it's not. It's the other Teresa. Teresa of the Nasturtiums? I don't think that's, that's not a it. No, yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm, we're we're definitely revealing our non-Catholic right. Roots. But our our Catholic friends can can write. She's French. I, I think it's a French name. I just don't remember. Oh, but okay. the Catholic friends write in twelve enough at gmail dot com. School us, please. Yeah, let us know who. It, but is but she has the little way and um and it is that that spirituality of the of the small of the particular of those little things of that conversation with someone. And, and finding that blessing and, and being able to talk past that moment of this is crazy. Yes, this is crazy. I'm worried. Yes, I'm worried. I made cookies today. Now we're in a place of blessing. You mm. made cookies today. Tell me about that. Uh, you know, and, you know, I talked to my grandson today. That's wonderful. Tell me about that. Um, I was able to uh, clean out the basement. That's wonderful. Tell me. So these, these smaller yeah. things um, and finding the real hope in being, in being able to claim these little moments of normalcy. And so Therese of Lizot. Oh, nicely Therese, done. Therese of the Little Flower. Of the Little Sea. Okay, good. That's the one we're talking about. Yes, but that yeah, is. I, I love this. This is the reminder that life is a series of little moments. Uh, people who practice mindfulness mm-hmm. uh, like to remind us of this, that there's, there's no past, there's no future. I mean, we, we understand these are constructs that we right. operate with, but... They don't exist right now. Right now, only now exists. Right. So the the good choice that you make right now is what determines the quality of your life. And and for instance, picking up the phone and calling someone today, right now, I I guarantee you, your life is going to have a different quality than if you hadn't bothered to reach out right. to someone. And I I almost can guarantee it will be an, an improved quality. Um, I'm I'm astounded at the the great conversations mm. I'm having with folks, reflecting on what life is right now, minute by minute, and of course there's a there's a, another cliche we use to talk about life, 
life is what happens while you're busy making plans mm. or or humanity plans god laughs right. you know th- this whole idea that we're always planning for the next big thing and and people that are flummoxed at the moment of their demise are are always saying wait don't i get more time to do more and honestly the tragedy is not that you want to do more in my opinion the tragedy is that you can't recognize all that you've done, mm. all that you've given already, all right. the words, the kindnesses, the remember hugs, the the everything that we used to right. give more consistently. And so I think I think I, I always want for my people to recognize the goodness of the moment they're in and the choice that they made right now. So part of the hope is that our life is not in vain. Of course. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's that something life I has think not that... been in vain. So reminding people who are feeling hopeless of the of the ways they have generated hope in us is right. I think a powerful tonic right now. And and I want to throw one larger concept of hope on there that I do really hold to with the resurrection, especially in light of suffering, is that even when we feel like it's the worst it could possibly be, God can pull out of that a blessing. I'm not saying that God makes this happen to teach us a lesson or to bring us to a better. I don't that I don't believe that's how God works. But I do believe Nor do I. God no, takes. I don't that. No, I, I figured. I assumed. Otherwise, I would have stopped the podcast right now. I was like, well, <laughs> we wouldn't have, this, this wouldn't even be running. Yeah, clearly not. But but God can take what we see as the deepest tragedy and bring out a blessing. I mean, that's yeah. the resurrection in my mind. It is. So, it is the ultimate defeat. It results in in any sort of victory. Yeah, is a miracle. Um, the the followers of Jesus at the end of that story, or what probably felt like the end at that moment. I mean, what what's the one mission of of any important movement in history? You know, don't get the head guy or gal killed, right? Right. They, they, yeah. Protect protect the flag. <laughs> protect the one who's at the front. The one the one that we're all following. By all measures available to them at the time, Christianity was an abject failure. Right. But here we sit. Yeah. In our kitchen table spirituality session, inspired by Jesus Christ, Mm. inspired by the followers of Jesus and the amazing things they've taught us over the years, inspired by these scriptures, by the community we've created around this, we are the living example of the hope that our forefathers in faith probably planted. And the, so the hope is, this is not the end. And for those of us who wonder, is this my last year? It, or, it, I mean, that's something you need to wrestle with. But our faith tells us that if, if this leads to our own death, it is still not the end. Because we are assured that we will be in the presence of God. And we that's will be gathered says. in the community of saints. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and it's, I think it's important for us to wrestle with that from time to time. All of us. And then to say, my life has not been in vain. Yeah. So, it, might in, it might inspire your choices today, which would be an amazing blessing. Yeah. And, and, and we would hope that that would be how we live regardless. Right. Yeah. It shouldn't, right, it shouldn't take a COVID-19 crisis to, to help us live this way. But yeah, I keep coming back to the moment after 9-11 where everything was different. Right. Everything's different. It's all changed. We'll never behave the same way again. We're all moving in a new direction. Humanity right. is healed of its brokenness oh, and its right. sins, and people are flooding back to church, and you walk down the street, <laughs> and it's like, howdy, neighbor, and everybody's great, and... 
And then all yeah, where all, did that moment go? Well, the only thing that's maintained from them from that time is the what we can take on an airplane and what we can't. Yeah, I feel like we mm. keep getting these these opportunities, and people with a more um, providential faith than mine will say. Uh, God keeps giving us these opportunities mm, okay. um, to yeah. get reconnected with each other in God's name and in God's Holy Spirit, and I I think that's true whether these things are happening or not. I think God has been giving us these opportunities endlessly since the beginning of time, yeah. uh, and we're really good at squandering them. And I don't I don't think that's why we have a global pandemic, right? But no. I, I think it is. It's unfortunate that it takes us to get us to reflect. I mean, we we weren't doing kitchen table spirituality until we were in crisis. Yeah, and we so should. I'm be, as I'm yeah. as guilty of of this as anybody. I think I'm. I think I've been doing pretty well even beforehand. Yeah, I guess you. Are. <laughs> no, no, you are the maintainer. <laughs> I I struggle just as much as everyone else. I really do. And remember, I'm the one that only puts a dollar in the plate. That's right, you cheap so and so. Well. That's how I was raised. We need we need your humanity periodically, Jonathan, just so people don't think you're you know, floating through all this. John, I'm going to give our, our listeners, and we'll move to prayer in a second, I want to give them a little bit of inside baseball of what it means to be a clergy person, ordained person. Um, part of the burden of being ordained is that we, you and I and others, actually have to go out of our way to sin so that we can relate to the people we're working with. That's right. People have no idea how hard all this chocolate and bourbon is. It, it, uh, we do it for you. <laughs> I like how chocolate and bourbon are the ideas of sin in your mind. Charlie, you live a blessed life. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, I'm the one that puts a dollar and a quarter in the plate. Buck 25. That's pretty good. I, folks, um, look to those little moments and find the hope in, in those little moments and know that they transcend beyond time in ways we cannot know and cannot see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well put. Let's move to a uh, time of prayer. I need it. Yeah, oh, yeah me too. Uh, so we'll invite you all who are listening to go ahead and lead us in prayer, and Charlie and I will just listen. Oh, about time. <laughs> yeah, right? No. Nobody, people never, when, when you're in a meeting, how, how often do people say, wait, let me take the prayer? Yeah. I know. I mean, it happens sometimes. Honestly, the Federated right. Church is a good praying church, so yeah. people do it. But generally, we get that fulsome pause before where everyone waits right. for me to either say yes or no. But when you're in a hospital and someone <laughs> says, I'm bleeding, do all the doctors wait for someone else to say, I'll take care of this one? Ooh, you've experienced this before. <laughs> well done. I mean, and sorry. Well, you know, <laughs> it's part of our calling. I have to go out of my way to sin, and then I'm... Just That's expected right. to pray. That I have two prayers today, Charlie. So I can I have an opening and a closing. Lovely. Um, uh, so would you? I'll open and then I'll offer a pastoral prayer. And then if you'd like to offer a pastoral prayer, and then I'll and then I'll close with the second prayer. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Which one should I start with? I'll start with the first one. Is from J. H. Jowett, who was a pastor at a Presbyterian church in New York City. Um, in 1864 to 1923. And the last one is by Charles Wesley, um, who wrote a couple of songs you may know. Yeah, a few. (laughs) Yeah, okay, let's pray. Oh Lord, keep us sensitive to the grace that is around us. May the familiar not become neglected. May we see your goodness in our daily bread. And may the comforts of our home take our thoughts to the mercifulness of God 
through Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, help us stop this terrible affliction that we are suffering under. Give us a sense of relief. Help us to stay focused on the hope that you planted in the resurrection. And help that seed to grow into a flower that nourishes and sustains us. Help us to remember that our job is not just to prevent ourselves from being infected with all this, but to prevent the spread to others. So let us instead pass our hope to all that we can. Bless us in this work. Please, O God. I would pray for especially for those who are in such a dark place that it is, it feels beyond their strength to find a moment of hope. For those who are exhausted, for those who are alone, for those who are struggling to breathe, for those who worry about their loved ones, and they hear these words of hope, and it cannot be comprehended. Help us all, Lord, to find the truth in your resurrection, that with you there is hope, and help us to show that hope to those who are the farthest from it, to those who do not linger just outside your grave, but have gone inside and have given up. Help us to be there, to support to listen, to wait, and walk with them. And from Charles Wesley. Come thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us, let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all earth thou art. Dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank yeah, you, John thank West. you. Yeah, Charles Wesley, actually. That was... Charles that was, that was, Oops, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, sorry. there's Chuck and Johnny. That was a Chuck right. Wesley joint. Um, I think he might have a chance for a Grammy. Yeah. I well, think. if anyone should. Right. Well, it's either him or Ira Gershwin. Yeah, they, far, I as, think they might have to be Graham-fathered, though. Oh! <laughs> Couldn't get out without a dad joke. That was fantastic. Don't Sorry, apologize. I have a, I have a proclivity towards bad puns. Nice. Hey, first of all, good use of the word proclivity. Thank you. <laughs> Second, never apologize for bad puns. That's right. Because there's no such thing as a bad pun. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take it as read. <laughs> um, it's our intention to do this again next week. Uh, so we will, even though Lent will be over, we'll be in the Easter season, but uh, the virus will still be with us. We'll still be living in this different time. The virus uh, of hope. The virus of hope. <laughs> let's hold Not on. the coronavirus. The virus of hope. Someone's going to preach that on Sunday, I'm sure. Of course they are. Not me. I'm no. I'm not using the V word in a sermon. No. Oh, no. No. I mean, unless... To talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I'm demonizing it. That's right. It'll be right. If I do use the word virus, it'll be followed closely or in, in close proximity to the word Satan or the devil. Well, there we go. Yeah. And as my people know, um, I love preaching about Satan and the devil. Well, there it is. There it is. Charlie, it's good to see you. It's always great to see you too, Jonathan. Thank you. And I hope everyone has a good Wednesday evening and that their Holy Week continues to be full and rich. 
Peace, everybody. Mm-hmm.